Welcome to the Gate 7 International Podcast, your official English source for all things Olympiakos FC and Greek football. The first day of training is when I realized, oh, this is why they win the league every year. When I, I spoke with Kevin, if I'm going to sign or no for Olympiakos, I say you are crazy good deal like my friend. I can't speak, you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another Gate 7 International podcast. I'm Costa, your co-host, joined by Labros Sirmos. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. We're back for another episode Today, it's all about basketball. If you missed yesterday's interview, we managed to get a fantastic interview with uh, Luciano de Souza, club legend from the 1998 team, played for Olympiacos three years, spent more than 20 years playing football in Greece. Guys, go and check that out. If you haven't watched the Luciano interview, it's, it's live, it's available on our YouTube channel. Today is about basketball. It's a big, big game tomorrow. The biggest until the next one. Olympiacos mm. versus Monaco at the Peace and Friendship Stadium. Labrador, what we got? Uh, I we're back again. I guess we're <laughs> we're we're finally shows off. We have tons of content <laughs> three days in a row. Um, I'm excited for for the game tomorrow night. I um. I've been following the series very closely um, and it's just, it, it was nerve wracking. The end of la last game, we were texting throughout um, just some self-inflicted errors there at the end. And if just a bitter, bit better execution, a bit better decision-making at the end, and we'd be talking about the final four now, but uh, we're not, we're not. So we're going to discuss kind of what Olympiacos can do better um, I'm really excited because one, Hassan Martin's going to be playing is what I read. We can talk about it Let's with everyone see. else, but I think he's a key. Jean Charles, we can talk about that going. In. I think he can't play in the rotation in high end games, but we can talk about all of this. Tyler Dorsey, is he going to show up? Who knows? Um, I'm excited to get into into all of that. All right, lots to talk about. Um, I'm not even going to pretend I'm a basketball expert, uh, but we do have two basketball experts with us today. Uh, and I'm going to bring them right in. Manolis and Nikos. Nikos is, you will not be able to see him on the screen. Sorry, ladies. Good looking guy. Like, unfortunately, you're not going to be able to see him. Um, Manolis has um, been on the show already quite a few times already. Manoli, welcome back. Nico, I, I, just before we get started... Go and follow these guys like on socials at Manolo77 on Twitter at Red Emerald. Go and check that check out their profiles. Um, fantastic analysis, great content. Um, they're part of the Red Point Guard group as well. Red Point Guard socials. Go and like, follow them. Yeah. Welcome, and guys. Can I add on Costa? I love I love the red point card guy stuff. I don't want to be the guy who's like pumping you guys up too much, like just because you're here. It's actually because I follow all of the stuff you do, the aperitif after the games as well. I listen to those now on the space. I'm not gonna lie, last game I tuned in at the start, but I was so pissed off I had to turn it off because I was still upset. But 
um i love your guys content and following it um it's almost like a basketball side to what we do it's it's really great content guys if you don't follow the site and follow all of these guys what they do it's really great guys let, let us let us not forget to to give the guys a check afterwards manoli yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So th right. Thank you very much for uh, getting us into the show. Um, of course, we would like to pay back the compliments and uh, really say that we are admiring all of the good work that you're doing as well. Um, I think what you're doing exactly is missing uh, from the, the social media for Olympiacos fans, especially for people that um, are not living in Greece or are not uh, speaking Greek. Um, and everything that you do, it's not only that you are delivering good quality content, but you do it with the right style. And I think that's the most important thing nowadays, uh, that when we communicate with each other, we, we have something to give. And you guys, you do that. So enough with uh, the compliments. Thank you very much again for getting us here. Um, if you are excited once about tomorrow's game, we are on fire. Okay? I mean, it's really difficult to explain to you how the whole group, the whole red, red point guard is feeling right now, but the whole uh, group of Olympiacos fans, we're really counting the moment, you know, and the, the minutes and the seconds, and we just can wait um, for the game to start. Those of, most of, of, of the people in, 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 the, in the blog, they have already got their tickets, so they're going to be in tomorrow. Those of us that were not living uh, in Greece will have to Watch the game, unfortunately, uh, you know, through um, streaming. And hopefully at the end, we can all celebrate a great win. But we're over excited about this. It's something that we're waiting for the last three or four years, manually. I don't remember. Is it 2018, the last time that we had a chance to, to be in a playoff series? 2018 against Algiris. And the 2017, the last appearance in Final Four. Five years is a, a big period for Olympiago. Yeah, that's exactly right. I remember the Zagiri series really well. It was a bit painful. It was almost, from the first game, you were almost, this team isn't good enough to take take the step and the series progressed. They dominated, progressed. yes. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I would say the series is completely different I'm, I'm, when I'm, I'm not a basketball expert. I'll say I played basketball. I'm decently tall, so that makes sense. I, my feet are terrible. I'm terrible at football. I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast. I'm terrible. I'm like 190. You have not, no, Labrador. I have not. I'm 190 centimeters. I'm not Papa Busisei here. I can't control the ball. Even he can't control the ball. So I played basketball when I'm younger. So I, I really have a soft spot for Olympiacos basketball. And my takeaway from watching the games is, Olympiacos is the better team here, but the individual talents at moments has taken Monaco over the edge. Dwayne Bacon, his mid-range shooting has been really good. Mike James has had a few off games, but I, I think they have strong talent. But it seems like we have the stronger core. We just need to put it together and eliminate individual mistakes. I don't know what you guys all think, but that's my takeaway going into the last game. Let, let, me, um, let, let me just, before we like really get into tomorrow's game i want to ask nico like nico did you expect us to to do as well as we have done to reach to reach the playoffs i mean that was the objective at the beginning of the year is to build a team 
and get to the playoffs. Like, did you did you expect us to to do this well, to be playing this well? Um, how how are you feeling about the season and 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 what we've achieved? Well, I I will not I would not lie. I was not expecting to to be what we end up being during the season. Um, I thought that we had a good off season. Um, the way that the team was built up was making a lot of sense. We added quality. We added experience. We had a couple of players that could really make the difference. Um, but also the competition, in my opinion, uh, was strong enough not to give me a lot of uh, optimism, let's say, at the time. Um, but when the game started and we started performing to that uh, level, especially in defense, uh, the, 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 we were very aggressive on the defense. We were very effective uh, in defensive rebounding. We were able to run the court and game by game, we're building up our confidence. I, I start believing in the team that, okay, we, we are we are at least at least a team that is going to be, let's say, in the playoff. Uh, and of course, when we had this unfortunate uh, situation with uh, the invasion of uh, Russia to, to Ukraine and they made the decision to, to remove the, the Russian teams, obviously the, the, there were three teams that were direct competitors to us uh, for the top eight. So from this point onwards, I was convinced we will be in the playoff, but um, getting you know the home court advantage and ending up being second, no, <laughs> I would never believe that. Uh, so um, I think that my uh, my belief, let's say my strong belief, that the team is capable to achieve great things, um, was built up step by step. I was not overconfident at the beginning, and my knowledge because we speak every day probably more than we speak with our wives um, about uh, Olympiacos basketball. He can confirm about all of that crazy, crazy start of the season and what we were exchanging as messages, the two of us and the rest of the group, of course. Please carry that on. Like Manoli, tell us, tell us more. <laughs> uh, we are always trying uh, to have uh, some optimism, but... Um... The truth is that uh, the previous seasons, uh, uh, Olbiakos uh, did not meet up to the expectations. And um, so, let's say, for good luck, we were somehow more pessimistic uh, at the beginning of this season. Uh, to tell you the truth, I expected Olbiakos uh, to qualify for the playoffs uh, because uh, uh, the squad... Uh, had remained with uh, not so many changes for the second straight year. The key players were the same, like Lukas, Vezenkov, uh, uh, Makisic, and uh, the squad was strengthened with uh, some um, really good players who had Euroleague experience, like Wokapa, Fall, and uh, Dorsey, as we had discussed also previous season. So I think that uh, Olbiakos was uh, playoff material, the roster. Um, uh, but as uh, Nick said, um, uh, throughout uh, the season, the team improved uh, uh, in all areas uh, of the game. Uh, after many years, I can recall, uh, as, as we said, uh, from the season 2016-17, uh, uh, um, that qualified last time the Final Four, it was a two-way team, uh, which could deliver also in offense and defense. 
Uh, we hadn't seen that uh, the previous uh, two, three years. So this improvement uh, uh, eventually led uh, to the team um, being uh, very hard and very tough uh, for the other teams to beat. Um, uh, we could see that Olbiakos, even uh, at bad nights offensively, he could uh, uh, give hard time to almost every opponent. And uh, this is always uh, uh, a very important element for a team to succeed uh, uh, in European basketball. But uh, we can say that uh, the team exceeded uh, expectations by uh, reaching uh, the second uh, position of uh, the table. And, uh, okay, I can uh, say about uh, the eliminations of the Russian teams, but uh, I believe that Olympiakos would have uh, the home court advantage uh, in any occasion. I don't think that uh, maybe Tseseka would uh, be in the top four, but I don't, uh, I'm not sure that Unix could have the same, uh, um, the same results uh, with a tough schedule as well. So, Olbiakos uh, had a very good uh, regular season and uh, let's hope that uh, also playoff uh, uh, will uh, finish with uh, some uh, sweet taste. Amen. Yeah. It was, it, it was a, a special uh, regular season because we don't, we don't have to forget that, we should not forget that the last couple of years due to COVID, uh, many teams have been affected, you know, from players being out for a period of time. Then the trainings were not completed. Then they had to change schedule, change flights. Um, it's it's not it's not like a straightforward type of regular season that we have used to, to have in the past. Um, and and on top of that, we we were having like a, a really new team in a way because. Um, we should never forget that the team of the last 10 years was Spanulis team. Yeah? And this year, it is the first time that we really tried uh, to build up something without uh, the legend of, of Olympiacos in, in basketball. So I think that everybody uh, played a significant role into covering you know, this, this gap. And uh, at some point, it was the team performance that was getting us the result. I mean, there are games that you could see players like Larenzakis uh, or Wokup or uh, Livioz and Charles um, really contributing and uh, being you know, the, the, the critical factor in the games. Um, and of course, we have the, 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 the big star which is Costas uh, Lucas, and we have uh, the veteran uh, leadership from, from Printesis and from Baba Nicolau, and everything is very, very important. But it is the team. It's all about the team. This year, we are losing or we're winning as a team. There's no savior like Spanulis, because in the past, we had some games that we could lose, but Kiel Bill was there. It was impossible to lose with this guy, you know? You give him the ball, sidestep, clutch. That's it. You know, it was it was it was impossible to lose with this guy. It, it, it was his skill and it was his talent, and how critical you know he was in the key moments. This year is different. It's very much different. 
that's um that's the question is who do you put who do you put the the ball who do you give the ball at the end yeah for the last for the last play and i think you have a couple of players you could do that in this team slukas obviously comes to mind and you would hope uh, you would hope tyler dorsey as well Tyler Dorsey really hasn't been in this series to come to today. Like to talk, start. Let's talk about Monaco. Let's talk about the series. Tyler Dorsey hasn't shown up yet. It's game five tomorrow. I really hope he does show up. Um, how have you guys like felt about the series? I mean, did you think it would come down to game five? Are you disappointed that we haven't shut it out earlier or even, I don't know, swept it? I don't know what your expectations were. Like, what are you, what are your takes like in terms of positives and, and negatives and how this has played out? Uh, Manoli, I start with you. Considering uh, the great form of uh, Monaco the last few months and the fact that uh, it had uh, consecutive uh, wins, um, I don't think that uh, it's uh, something uh, very strange to uh, have the qualification uh, in five games. Uh, uh, Olbiakos uh, clearly uh, dominated in the first game, uh, but was outscored uh, in the second game uh, in a performance that uh, everything went wrong. The team had uh, too many turnovers. Uh, uh, Monaco was the only game in the series that uh, shoot uh, uh, very well uh, from behind the arc. Uh, but uh, we saw that uh, our team bounced back uh, in Monaco. Uh, it had some uh, good performances uh, in both games, uh, controlling the tempo and uh, trying to build uh, momentum in both games and having uh, uh, some uh, two double-digit margin also in bo both games. Uh, the good thing is that uh, the team uh, uh, returned the series uh, to Peace and Friends in Stadium, which uh, is very important. Uh, we see that uh, even uh, the hot favorite of Barcelona is having a tough time against uh, Bayern, so uh, we can take nothing for granted in a playoff uh, series. Um, now, to continue from what you said, uh, uh, I believe and uh, I hope also that uh, both uh, Dorsey and Makisic uh, uh, will be the X-factors of uh, Game 5. Uh, the team needs uh, uh, mostly their offensive uh, presence. Uh, from Dorsey, his uh, mid- and low-grade shooting uh, without extreme uh, shot selection. And from Makisic, you know his energy and um, slashing in order uh, to gain some fouls and to cause imbalance uh, uh, to Monaco's defense. So uh, I think, as Nick said, being a team and uh, not uh, depending uh, on uh, just one or two players, although we have uh, Lucas and Vezengov who are uh, uh, the key offensive players, uh, can give you... Um, uh, other key players in uh, every game. So uh, I hope that uh, tomorrow um, we can uh, build up uh, uh, from a team effort and uh, have a good appearance and performance from players like Dorsen Makisic, uh, 
who were not uh, so good in the previous uh, games. I, I believe they will be motivated. They are hungry for success. So, uh, with the help of the crowd as well, uh, I expect a good performance from them. Makisic, I think, lives for uh, such games. Can can we not just get Monaco to wear green shirts tomorrow and then Makisic? Yeah, that would be that would be a very good idea for my for getting my Makisic up and running from the. Just like I don't know, like give him some contact lenses or something that makes him see everything green and just get mm. him out on the court and say, "Okay, go attack!" Like, yeah, I don't know what I don't know what's happened to him, but uh, best Labrador. And in the the last game, it seemed like it, it destroyed his confidence with the missed dunk, and people were saying maybe it's a foul, or was it a block? It just seemed if he got that, you could have seen him getting on a roll, you know, something to boost the confidence, get the team around him. But then he missed that dunk, and again, it didn't seem like he was getting in rhythm. And then, if I remember correctly, he rode on the bench for most of the rest of the game. So I think my biggest question going into this game is you're going into crunch time, hopefully we don't have to go into a close game at the end. But what is the lineup Coach Barzokas will choose to go with going into the final minutes, going into the key moments of the game? I'm not sure which five he would go with. I'm wondering what you guys think. Is now seeing Monaco for four games, what would be, what do they say, the killer lineup, the death lineup for Olympiacos if it's win or go home? What, what, what would you guys like to see? I think it's one way... Uh, the lineup that you say you, you need World Cup uh, in the yeah. backcourt for his defense and also for his uh, um, offensive uh, firepower uh, in this series. He can also score and uh, pass the ball. He's uh, uh, our top assist man in this series. Of course, you need Lucas. Uh, Papa Nicolao is uh, our top uh, defender uh, in the wings and. Uh, I don't know if we will see him uh, uh, against uh, James or Bacon, but he's important. And uh, of course, uh, in the front line, uh, uh, the players are, uh, let's say, Picking itself. not so many. So Vezenkov and Fall are uh, more than important uh, to this mm. team. Uh, let's hope that we will not have any foul trouble and uh, they will That's be it. able to compete until the end. But that's what happened in the last game the when they, they, yeah, they got into foul trouble in the third quarter and walk-up had to come off and then foul shortly afterwards. And we, I think that we were at that point plus 11 in the third quarter. We'd done a, a nice little, I don't know, 8-0 or whatever and, and got ahead. Mm. Uh, and, then, and then those two guys came off and it all just kind of fell apart. And the question is like, do you guys think that he, like Barzogas, could have done something differently in terms of trying to, you know, have a have have more defensive impact? And I mean, obviously, Hassan Martin wasn't wasn't available, but uh, you know, there's a lot of a lot has been said about Laredzagis. Uh, he had a very good start to the season, then he kind of tailed off. Some people said that he, you know, all of a sudden he thought that he was a great player and he wasn't giving as much effort. Like, what do you guys think he could have done differently in, like, in the third quarter to react and and try and fill those holes? So, I think Nick, uh, speci yeah, specifically for the fourth game, I think it, it's it's a game that it's all, it was all about the details. Um, in, let's say in, in the last play that they have, we play an excellent defense and 
Bacon is making this incredible shot, okay? I mean, he loses the shot, we get a rebound, we are already in the final four, right? Um, on the other hand, we need to consider that uh, the regular season basketball with a playoff basketball is much more different. And in this specific uh, matchup that we have with Monaco is a, a very aggressive, athletic, younger team than us. Um, we are not having the best of the matchup in some of the positions. And from the beginning of the year, we're playing with, uh, let's say, uh, a rotation which is like up to eight players. So we could not expect that in a playoff game five or four, you suddenly see you know, a rotation going to 10 players or 11 players. Of course, you can get a couple of minutes um, depending on the, on the game circumstances, but you, you have to live and die with those that they got you there. So in, in, this, in this game five, like Barjoka said, I think what's going to happen is uh, both teams are getting a guidance, but it's all about the big players. It's all about character. It's all about not making too many mistakes, protecting the ball, and really hustle for every single ball opportunity. You should not let them believe that they have a chance. It's a mental game. Yeah. So the crowd needs to play a role. Uh, the players need to do what they have to do. For example, concentrate and not missing too many free, so, uh, free throws because that was a problem the last couple of games. Yeah, exactly, Costa. Um, and it's, it's going to be like a lot of battles on one-on-one, -on -one, I think. Uh, World Cup with Mike James. Um, wh whoever has the role to match up Donta Hall when uh, fall is not in, that is going to be critical in my opinion. And of course, uh, the efficiency from the three-point shot will definitely play a role. It always plays a role in such a big game. So I don't think we're going to see a roller coaster uh, like we see in, in, in game four. If a team gets like a big difference of plus 10, 12 points, uh, the pressure for the other team is going to be too much to handle. That's what I think. That's, an in that's a really interesting take. Um, I'm going to read just a few a few comments that have come in. Labra, I think this one's for you from Manos. Good evening. Uh, Emery, Slayer, I think that one's for you, mate. No, it's because Villarreal's 2-0 up against Liverpool right now. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. At halftime, yeah. I just uh, saw the score. Yeah, come on. And and by the way, for anyone that is interested, Nottingham Forest lost 1-0 to Bournemouth in that big game. Mm. Um, side note, um, I, I digress. Just talking about, uh, we, we did start talking about the bigs uh, in this game. And there is a question mark about Hassan Martin like, and whether or not he's playing tomorrow. Guys, I don't know. I've heard reports that he's fit. Do you expect to see him tomorrow? Like, what can he bring? Like, the, the, the pick and roll. Like, when he's not there, we don't really play pick and roll. Like, we play Barzoka's basketball, and I, I completely agree with with Nico. Like, and, and I love that the Barzokas is talking about the need to hustle and like the fundamentals, the basics. Like, hit those fucking free throws and just concentrate 
and hustle for every ball. That's that's the Olympiacos that, that we love, the refuse to lose mentality that we've talked about so many times. But do you think Hassan Martin will play tomorrow? Like, do you expect him to give a contribution? And 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 since we're on the topic of bigs, what the hell is going on with Quincy AC? And could he not have played like these these games in, in Euroleague? I see Manol is laughing and, and Labros is laughing and Nikos is probably laughing as well. But he's become a meme on social media. <laughs> so I had to ask, I had to ask the question. Nikos, will you say or uh... I, I will just say I think Barzokas is making a social experiment. Can I win the Euroleague with only four foreigners playing the game? I think that's what's going on. Seriously, okay. I mean, I, I hope Hassan is not playing tomorrow. Because after 10 days, uh, being out in a game five, I, I don't think the guy will be ready. And um, tactically and mentally, I don't think that he's ready for such a big game. Um, but for, regarding the rest, I mean, I'm expecting Dorsey to show up and I really hope that Markizic has a good game because without them, we're not having many chances. That's what I think. Manoli, what do you think? I agree by 50% with Nick. Uh, it is true that Hassan Martin cannot be fully fit uh, to have uh, impact uh, in this game. I don't expect him uh, uh, to have a performance like uh, the cup final against Panathinaikos. Uh, it was a similar case. He was absent for some weeks and uh, he showed up in this game and had uh, impact uh, in the offensive end. Uh, if uh, he plays because uh, uh, we saw that uh, Zanshal was uh, negative in the last few games. Um, he could give some points, you know, to to rest also Fall uh, for some minutes and uh, uh, cause some Fall trouble maybe to Donta Hall. But uh, as Nick said, I don't think that uh, he can contribute for uh, too many minutes. Uh, and maybe uh, because he will not be ready also um, uh, in terms of... Uh, um, you know, to have, uh, let's say, um, the confidence and uh, the approach to the whole series, maybe this uh, uh, will be as a boomerang to the team. Um, anyway, the front line of Monaco, for sure, is uh, has more depth. Uh, uh, but uh, the presence of uh, Fall is... Uh, uh, very important, uh, and uh, I firmly believe that uh, if he can stay in the game uh, for 30 minutes uh, and uh, uh, be the fall that we know, he will dominate. Uh, I believe uh, in him uh, uh, for tomorrow. As uh, Nico said, uh, the rotation uh, will be more tight and, uh, uh, in uh, this game, uh, which is... Uh, the most critical one. And um, on the other hand, uh, Olbiakos has, uh, I guess, the advantage of, uh, of the backcourt. I believe that uh, our backcourt uh, has much more quality than that of Monaco. Slukas uh, Wokap and the good Dorsey are uh, players who can make uh, the difference. 
what what we also need to to, to cover and discuss is that um, for the people that they have not uh, watched a lot of uh, Monaco games, this is this is a type of a team that is really executing quite well offensively in the whole spectrum of plays. So um, I would just say that with probably the exception of uh, catch and shoot, uh, in transition they have um, uh, good performance from uh, Alfa Diallo and of course from Mike James and, uh, and, uh, and Bacon. Um, they have off-screen uh, plays uh, for uh, Adjusits. They have post-up plays with uh, uh, Will Thomas and uh, with Montejunas. They have, of course, a lot of Pfizer plays uh, for Mike James and, and Bacon. They have cut plays. I mean, they have the whole spectrum. Um, and if, if you go and see the advanced stats, you will see that they have at least one or two players performing in the top percentile um, in these categories. Which means that when they, when uh, Sasso Bradovich is calling up a play, he has options. Now, if we try and see what's going on with us, with Olympiacos, is that we have a lot of options for transition, a lot of options for catch and shoot, catch and drive. Um, but when it comes closer, right. you know, to uh, yeah, to the paint, it's all about fall. And if Prindesis is uh, in a good form for one last dance, yeah. who knows? Um, but we're not, I don't think that we're having like the whole spectrum like Monaco has. And people just look at the two teams and they say Olympiacos is like a powerhouse, three times EuroLeague winner, and Monaco, who is Monaco? But guys, when we are in game five, and it's one of those players, they see that as an opportunity to shine. Mm. You know? It's, it's all about who wants it more. Yeah. And of course, we need really the crowd to make the difference tomorrow. We need to somehow make them feel that this is a, a very, very difficult environment for them. We have to do it. Otherwise, if it goes like the, the, the other four games, in my opinion, they have equal, equal chances, like us. It's a very good team. I, I, said, it, I said it since... Uh... Since before the draw, this was the team that I did not want to play. I absolutely did not want to play Monaco. I don't care if they finished eighth. I think statistically they had the best uh, was it win-loss ratio the second half of the season. Since Obradovic came in, like they start to play a bit of defense as well. And and really like they're athletic and everything that Nico just described, they have like different kind of options. They can play ISO, they can post up. They have a, I think they have a good, like a decent squad. Uh, different options in terms of the bigs. So really, I did not want to play these guys. But there is a question that keeps coming up in the chat, and we've talked about how physical this game will be or how it needs to be physical we need to hustle for every ball and one of our friends Costas Papa Dimitriou I'm not going to read the whole comment but he's asking about the refs and I know this has been a point in the Greek media as well since we learned La Monica is going to be the referee he's the only referee I know in the Euro League La Monica but everyone knows La Monica 
Okay, well, well, you, you can be very brief with this if you want. I don't really like talking about referees, but do you think tomorrow is going to be an issue with referee? Manoli, maybe you, you want to take that one. I don't think that uh, the referees will uh, play such a major uh, role uh, to the series. Yeah. Also, in uh, a Game 5 uh, uh, in Christian Trentsim Stadium, uh, uh, Euroleague basketball is a physical uh, game by definition. Uh, so, you see also in other series, like uh, uh, Barcelona against Bayern, that um, uh, the referees uh, are letting uh, uh, hard, uh, um, hard time to both defense. Um, I think that uh, Olbiakos is a defense-oriented team. Uh, if uh, the referees uh, can uh, accept uh, and uh, let uh, uh, the hostile game uh, to be on court, uh, I think we have a better chance. I don't think that Monaco uh, is a more hustling thing, as uh, our friend Costa said, uh, than uh, our team. Um, uh, we had, uh, I think, the second uh, best defensive rating of the competition in regular season. Uh, we are a hard team, so I think that uh, letting uh, the hard uh, uh, defense uh, and not calling uh, so easy fouls uh, is an advantage for us. Uh, of course, uh, this means that uh, they have uh, the same criteria in both ends. Uh, uh, I believe that if uh, the game uh, goes to defense, then uh, we have uh, a better chance uh, than Monaco. I think that, uh, let's say, uh, a 75-point uh, uh, margin uh, uh, offensive um, performance for Monaco uh, is a, a good uh, ratio for us. If we keep them, I mean, uh, below 75 points. Let's see. The, 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 the refs is, is, always, is always, you know, it's a problem when you lose. And it's something that you want to, you don't want to talk about when you win, okay? So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I don't, I don't, I don't want to talk about it anymore, guys. Like uh, about the refs, uh, we go in there and we, you know, we, we talked about the crowd and and there's a there's a quote I want to read. This has been everywhere on socials today. It's Pedro Antic, uh, of course, um, player that played for us, won the Euro League with Olympiacos. There's this quote going around, and he's talking about the pressure of playing at, uh, at in Bidas at the Peace and Friendship Stadium. And there's been a lot of talk again in in the media about this whether the pressure can is, is going to be too much for the team. Uh, Papa Nicolau addressed this today in the um, in the in the media day. He was saying that you know, of course, like we the, the, we don't feel pressure. Like we we have to give. To the fans and we have to feed off off of their energy so of course that's costas papa nicolau speaking i don't know about some some of the other players on the squad but i, I want to read pero antich's quote because I, I i really love this uh, it's in greek i'm going to translate it on the fly it says when you play in Pireas at the peace and friendship stadium in front of gate seven that's pressure it's there for you the fans are all there they support you they give you energy, so you have to give back 
to them. You have to give back the victory. That's where we all come together as a team and say, Guys, finish. We go out there to win. We go out there, we play how we play. I think that's a great quote. And for me, that summarizes everything. Uh, Bardoga, if you're watching the show, like just read Paralantich's quote and you'll, you'll get them ready for tomorrow. But yeah, guys, about the pressure tomorrow, like where do you stand on this? I think that uh, Monaco played the, the mind game quite well. After game one um, that they lost, they started um, accusing the, the referees and the way that they were making the calls. Um, after game three, Bacon was speaking about Papa Nicolau and that he's a dirty player. And now yesterday, Sasha Obradovic said, oh, all the pressure is now with Olympiacos. And if you see what happened in, in game three, I mean, I would expect at least our team to make an announcement about the refereeing and what happened in this game three of the series. But I think intentionally we have decided not to talk about it. We have decided to concentrate only on what we can do on the court and ignore all the noise. And I want to believe that this is a good advantage for us tomorrow because we are ready for fight. And you can see that if you sp just speak with any fan, any Olympiacos fan, okay? And ask him, you know, what are you going to do tomorrow? And either he will say, I'm going to be in, or he will say, I wasn't able to get a ticket and I can't wait. I can't wait for the game. And this whole atmosphere is influencing the players, the coaching staff, everybody. So this is going to be a very difficult night for them. For us, of course, but it's going to be a very difficult night for them. This is this is like Olympiacos at on fire. So if they are better, they are welcome to come and show us what they can do. But I think that Olympiacos is ready for that. He's ready for fight. Very interesting. Yeah, they're too busy talking and we're busy preparing for the game and speaking on the court. So I hope we see that tomorrow. Uh, we all do. We all do. Um, Labro, any other questions? Like, there are some. Do you have something? There are a few things. In no, the I, I, I'm, I'm just thinking as we're talking about this, about Monaco and the team. And I remember, I, I can't believe I didn't say this. Um, Dwayne Bacon is what we call in the States a McDonald's All-American. And in Hawaii, where I grew up, we have something called the Milani Classic. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this. But the best high schools from the United States come to Hawaii to play each other in a tournament. And Dwayne Bacon came to the Olani Classic. And I remember seeing him and thinking, this guy's a future NBA star. I used to go to this every every year. And when this guy jumped and you're in a high school gym, so it's a small gym. It's like 600 people. And it was just amazing. He would take people one-on-one -on -one and dribble. I, I, I almost saw flashes of that watching the game. But also, I want to point out a player, Lee Paris Lee. I think the first name is Paris. He, defensively, I think he's such a bug. Like he sticks on you, and you're trying to get him off. You're going through screens, and he's always there. I think he could be an X factor as well as Will Thomas. I think Will Thomas is really a good player, um, experienced player, has been there before. So I don't know. Dwayne Bacon always sticks in my mind. Maybe it's because I've seen him live, and I, I really thought he was going to be a fantastic player in the NBA one day, but. 
the talent is level is there that mid-range jump shot he has is fantastic if you put a hand in his face sometimes it doesn't even matter so yeah that's, that's what i'm thinking I'm, I'm thinking more about monaco than olympiacos at the moment with olympiacos i just hope everyone shows up and this question about the crowd i think is a fair one i i think in basketball sometimes the nerves to start the game almost in game one how we started it was such a hot atmosphere everyone was so excited we're back uh, we're back in the playoffs, you know, and the team kind of started slow. I really hope that doesn't happen in game five. I think we need to take it from the start. A slow start would be disappointing. That, that, that's what I hope to say. These these players have played uh, for Olympiacos in front of massive games against Panathinaikos recently, the cup final. I, I think they know what pressure is. Um, I, I don't know about Monaco. I don't know their domestic league, how much pressure they go under. The, the the crowd seemed smaller. I don't know if they've played so many games in such a such a massive crowd and heated environment other than in the Euroleague. So I don't know. I, I don't know. I that that's my my point of view, just as a non expert thoughts that were in my mind. So the, but no the question. average <laughs> the, Labro, the average number of plays that we we are seeing in, in the series is ninety point five for Olympiacos and ninety for Monaco. It means that we have 180 different type of plays that the players need to make a decision either offensively or defensively. Can you imagine if you are a Monaco fan or a Monaco player and you play in, in the Peace and Friendship Stadium with 10, 12,000 crazy red and white fans screaming in your ear, giving you know, everything they have. Do you think you can manage that? If you are Ben Bacon, probably, but what about the rest? Yeah. How many you know. people do they have the gut, you know, to 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 step up and make the difference in such a game? Um, you made also a very good observation about Lee. He's uh, definitely the the best on-ball defender in the league right now. Um, but tomorrow, none of that makes a difference. You know, it doesn't matter how good you are, is if you have the fight in you. Tomorrow yeah. we're gonna see who is ready for it. I'm so I'm so riled up for tomorrow. Now. Yeah, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to run through a door or something. I don't know. I'm fired up. I'm at... yeah, I wish he was is ready to go because I've been kind of annoyed with him. But um, yeah, I'm I, ready. I wish we could hours from now we will know everything. Yeah, and let's hope yeah, that we yeah. will be in the same situation as we are now, calm and relaxed. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, all I'm thinking now is that I have to go to a work dinner tomorrow and I have to escape, escape and come back home for tip off and watch the game. Like, it's going to be biting my nails on, on the way home. But um, before we wrap up, guys, there was there was an interesting, I mean, lots of interesting questions in the chat. But but one in particular that I that I thought I would bring up from from Dionysi, besides the game tomorrow, is there. Is there one player in particular that, that surprised you more than anybody else is basically the question. But on this year's roster, like we talked about lots of changes, people coming in. Like, Is there is there one player in particular that, that surprised you more than anyone? Uh, Nico, let's start with you. I would go with uh, Sakil Makizic um, because we knew that he was having all the skill and the athleticism to to be, you know, in, in Euroleague, but we were questioning 
because of his age, if he was able to adjust mentally into what the game requires. And this year, he's passing the ball. Uh, he's like um, a two-way player. Uh, he's he's really trying not, uh, you know, to ruin the the, the the defensive system that we're having. He's very protective to the ball. He put hands on. I mean, in my opinion, he's like the most improved player for Olympiacos this year. And I was not expecting that. Uh, I believe he was a very talented offensive player, but now I see that he can contribute in both ends, which is great for us. Manoli? I will pick uh, Mustafa Fall. Not because uh, I was not expecting uh, that he would have uh, impact, but uh, before the start of the season, we all thought that uh, he would play 20-25 minutes uh, per game. He would have some help uh, from Martin and uh, from uh, the other um, front-court uh, players. But what we see this season from uh, the French big man is, uh, for me, is awesome. He's playing uh, everything. Uh, uh, he plays with defense. He's dominating uh, the boards. Uh, uh, he's uh, one of the best uh, senders uh, of the league, uh, uh, in my opinion. He has contribution in both ends of the of the floor. Uh, he's a two-way uh, sender uh, who has helped uh, the team very, very much. And uh, if uh, next season we can have a backup uh, uh, to him, uh, I think he will be even better. Uh, the guy is improving uh, at the age of 29 years old, so uh, maybe we found the sender for many years uh, to come. I, I really hope so. I love that we signed him because I, I remember him like Asvel was our bogey team. Huh? Like whenever we played them, like the last couple of years, I thought, we just can't beat these guys. They're so athletic. They shoot really well from behind the arc. And they've got this this tool, this this guy that just goes like this and blocks everything. You can't drive. So Spanulis, where are you going driving in front of Mustafa Fal? The guy just goes like this and he stops you. I'm I'm super happy that we signed him, and uh, I gave Labro lots of shit because he was at the airport the day he came in. I was like, Labro, if you don't go to Mustafa Fall and get a picture, I'm going to hit you next time I see you, which would inevitably be the first time we met. But you did take the picture, Labro. Uh, <laughs> Labro, who's what about you? Surprise, which one? Which player? Labro, you still there? I think he's. He his picture is frozen. Okay, if Labro comes back, Labro just uh, get back get back into it. Um, Dionis is asking. He signed a new contract, didn't he? Yes, like, he, we... his contract uh, was renewed. That's excellent news. Like, and is it is it until twenty twenty five? Does I can either of you confirm that? I'm not sure about that. Yeah. Maybe there are team Yes, uh, yes, it is. It is. He extended right. for uh, two more years. He had contract until the end of the year. Yeah. So I think it's like um, this is the first year that he did that, right? So he had two years. Yes, 2025. That's correct. We can be uh, out of option as uh, yeah, George. 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 Exactly. Thank you, George. I mean, yeah, we. That might happen. I mean, he's been, he has been absolutely fantastic. Uh, Manos, Perovantic interview required. I would love to do that. 
I would love to do that. I, 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 let's we'll give it a try. We'll give it a try, man. Uh, I'd love to talk to Pero. Nico, you got something? Um, I think that if if you if if we finally uh, qualify tomorrow and we go to the final four and you decide to to go to Belgrade, um, probably you'll have your chance over there because Pero is going to be on stands, you know, together with the rest of the guys. And I know that probably you are not able to go for personal reasons. Yeah? No, yeah, sorry. Okay. I, I, and I, I'm, you know what? Uh, there's a lot of things I, I say no to in the beginning, but honestly, step by step, let's win tomorrow. And then I'll talk to my wife about disappearing, <laughs> to, disappearing to Belgrade for a couple of days. Step by step. Because it's Thursday to Saturday, isn't it? But anyway, let's yeah. not let's, let's not jump the gun. Uh, Dionis is saying the only player who hasn't renewed, sadly, is is Dorsey. You know what, uh, Dionis? If he if he turns up tomorrow and drops twenty five points or whatever, then I, I don't care. I just want Dorsey to turn up tomorrow. If he renews his contract or not, I, I actually don't care right now. I just want him to turn up tomorrow because I think if he turns up tomorrow, uh, all our attacking options, like him in particular, I think we have more more chances of, of winning this uh, this ball game tomorrow labrador you're back all right that student resident wi-fi sucks i'm just <laughs> i'm not at the usual spot but anyway um i manoli took it from my mouth i i and then you started bringing up mustafa Fau. you took all the words out of my mouth i don't know if you mentioned it while i was gone but his feet are incredible for a guy of his size and weight it's incredible his footwork is just great and keeping up with guys on the pick and roll playing good defense out on the perimeter for someone of his size and weight is incredible so for me it was mustafa fall because i saw the clips i saw how he was doing for Asvel, but i didn't think as manoli said he would be that level of center that olympiacos is now relying so heavily on for its defense so that was my answer um i don't know what yours was costa but it was great uh, meeting him at the airport too. He's super nice guy. He's super exactly. soft spoken, too. For you know, when you see a huge guy, seven foot, how many ever kilos he is, and he's like, "Hello, how are you? I'm happy to be here." He spoke like this, like he's so soft and so nice. He's like, and I said something like "Bienvenue, uh, Athen" or so, something like that in French, my limited French. And he was like, "Merci, Monsieur," like so nice. Like what a monsieur. Did you get a Monsieur as well? Yeah. yeah. It's so nice. I was like, I'm 23 years old, but I'll take the Monsieur, you know. So, <laughs> just incredibly nice guy, but also just an incredible player. Yeah. I mean, sh shortly for me to answer that question, walk up for me. I mean, I, I knew he was really, really like you know top defender, and I remember he he hurt us. The, the this I think it was last season where he made that steal. On, on Slukas and he won that game away from home and that, you know, everything went downhill after that. Uh, we, we talked before that game, didn't we, Manoli? Um, but no, just like, I love, I, I love Thomas Walkup. I love his passion on defence. It's just like, he, he belongs in this team. Like, he belongs Walkup was born to play for Olympiagos. Exactly. He's just like, born to play for this club. Like, hustle and passion like brilliant like for me it, i mean i i, I knew we, what we would get but i didn't i didn't think we would get like quite so much as what he's offered 
on and off the court, I think. Just like great character as well whenever I've heard him speak. So that's my pick. Um, okay, guys, we're running up to an hour. I know it's late in Greece as well. Um, we can end on on predictions. Like we've, I guess, you know, Nico, you said you think it's going to be one of those games where uh, whoever whoever gets 10 or 12 points ahead is, is going to win it and the pressure is going to get to the other team. Um, what give us give us your your last words kind of prediction for for tomorrow? I start I start with with Nico. It's a difficult question to answer because typically my answer is always we lose. This is what I always say. Yeah, the word is exactly exactly. Um, but since uh, now everybody knows about my superstition, I would say that. Um, it would it would be a very uh, very big match, and I think that we're ready for it. I will be very much disappointed if we're not winning tomorrow. But uh, at the same time, I have to uh, accept the fact that they they have given us a very tough series. Monaco, I cannot ignore that they are a very very good team, um, but I think the chances are with us. I don't know if it's like 51% or 60% or 70%. I don't know. Um, I think that we have the home court advantage and that should make the difference. Or at least this, this is what I'm hoping. Manoli, you don't have to say if we're going to win or lose, just like, you know, thoughts about the game. If, you, if, you, want to, if you want to, you can, though. I will tell you the, the precise score. <laughs> now, now, to be serious... Uh, we, we must be proud for this team. Uh, its progress uh, from the last uh, years is uh, very big. Olbiakos, uh, this season managed to play uh, nice basketball and also bring uh, results. Uh, of course, if we combine uh, this with uh, qualification final four, we'll be uh, something to remember for many years. Uh, I believe um, uh, in the mental uh, toughness uh, of, of this uh, group of guys. Um, I believe that they will be hungry tomorrow. Uh, the pressure, as Coach Barzoka said, uh, will be on our side. Um, it will force us uh, uh, to play better. Uh, so I believe, and it's not only my hope, that we will win with a margin from five to ten points. All right. Labro, any any? Yeah, I, I don't... I obviously hope we're going to win. I don't want to do a prediction. Oh, I was fucking... I'll say it. We're going to win. But I, I will leave with this prediction. I think as in game one, I want to see... Yoros Printazis again have a nice game because I think when Printazis has a nice game, the crowd gets behind it. Also, his moves in the post can get some of their bigs in foul trouble when they weren't expecting to get into such foul trouble. Um, pain, very, it could be pain. I really hope do, it's do not you, pain. Do, do I've you, had enough pain. Do, this do, year. Labra, do you know who is the guy who's writing these comments? He's one of you. He's one of you a lot, isn't he? He's yeah, like yeah, him, yeah. Charles, Charles Bronson and Anthony Tassos. They're giving you shit here on the chat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, these these guys, they 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 know what they're doing. Trust me. Um, of course, they're professional trolls, a bit like myself. But <laughs> so I know the game very well. I know it 
because I am the troll. <laughs> but um, I, I'll just finish that with my prediction. I really hope uh, Printesis can... I really think he made a difference um, in that first game. And he brought the stadium alive. Those three-point shots were huge. But that's just maybe bullshit and he won't play that much and I'm off. But that's my prediction. My hope maybe he'll contribute something and put us over the top. I, I think that's a really nice note to kind of end it on. Uh, would love to, I mean, we'd all love to see a captain's performance. And we all know, I think it's common knowledge that it's his last season, right? Like we expect him to retire at the end of the season. So, yeah, we would all love to see that tomorrow. Guys, uh, again, thank you so much for, for taking the time. We've gone an hour together. I've really enjoyed it. I've uh, really enjoyed talking to both of you. Um, I think we're all so hyped for tomorrow's game. Um, thanks again. Like, guys, do you want to just, like, say, again, who you are, like, where to follow you? A last plug for people for people that are watching. Manoli, you are our executive ambassador uh, for Red Point Guard. So if you want to speak about this, be my guest. First of all, sure. first of all it is our pleasure to be here. Our conversations are always uh, uh, very nice and uh, constructive. Um, and let's say that, uh, let's give a sign of uh, optimism that uh, the last time uh, we spoke was before the game uh, against Basconia that we won. So it was one day before. Let's uh, hope that. Uh, a good result will be on the road again. Uh, you can uh, follow uh, mainly in Twitter, uh, Red Point Guard, which uh, is also in uh, Instagram and Facebook. Uh, Red Emerald is the founder uh, and um, the mastermind of the blog Red Point Guard. Uh, and uh, I am Manolo Vandasta. Uh, for three years in Red Point Guard and uh, the last year also in Super Basket. Uh, we are crazy about basketball and Olympiacos. So if uh, uh, you are into uh, basketball, uh, you can give it a try to follow us. Please do. Without hesitation, guys, anybody that's watching, go and check out Red Point Guard, the best you can get in terms of independent high quality reporting and analysis on all things Olympiagos basketball. Thank you so much again, guys, for all of you that are listening and that have tuned in or that are tuning in uh, after this live show, please don't forget to like and subscribe. It really helps with getting this episode out to a wider audience. It helps us to keep going, bringing more content. We've done three episodes in a row, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, don't forget, go and check out the Luciano interview. It was done in Greek. Uh, so check that out as well. Some fantastic stories that he that he told us yesterday. Behind the scenes, what was happening, the days that were leading up to the 4-1 uh, epic victory in Leoforos, uh, stories from the training grounds, uh, really uh, authentic, uh, honest, and no bullshit guy. Fantastic football player as well, by the way. So, yeah, go and check out that interview. Uh, hit the subscribe button. More content coming your way. Uh, Mano, thank you for the for the, um, for the the idea to get Pero Antic on the show as well. If we do somehow get Pero Antic on the show, uh, guys, um, we'd love to have uh, have you with, that, uh, with us for that. Um, 
we'll make we'll keep making things happen again let's hope for the best tomorrow we hope for the win to be clear i've called our basketball team the pride of bidas for a reason i expect that they will show us why they're the pride of bidas tomorrow and uh i'll end it on there we are the gate seven international crew see you next time Oh, pour pas Jésus, la